0: All right. Today's episode was a fun one for me because sometimes I like to take concepts or ideas that seem common and straightforward and and really dissect them at a deep level. I find that super insightful and enjoyable and interesting Um, to kind of take words that, that kind of have a standard meaning, right? They convey kind of a standard concept that we all accept. But really push past that and try to understand, like, what, what do they really mean at a very deep level? Um, and my guest today, Sophia, started us off with the value of growing through trauma. And that kind of set us down a path to thinking about trauma and pain and suffering and trying to understand what does that really mean? What really is that? Particularly through the lens of, like, this common cliche dichotomy of, like, uh, no pain, no gain, or... or, or Um, What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like this idea that pain and suffering are actually a good thing that make us better, right? In the spirit of our value of of being able to grow because of trauma. And we all kind of hear that and we accept it and we take it for granted. But what does it actually mean? How do we actually make sense of that? Um, So to step back for a second. So so, so my guest, Sophia, um, she's a law student. She's a researcher. She's a podcaster. She has her own podcast. Um, But above all that. She's somebody who's just fascinated by human nature and, and, and the human experience and trying to understand it as best she can. She's also somebody who's been through a good bit of trauma in her life. So when you put those two things together, you have a really insightful, genuine, thoughtful conversation about trauma and the role it plays in our lives. Um, so really interesting conversation, re- really great discussion that we had. And, and what I found myself thinking about the most you know, as I, as I thought about the conversation and, and what we discussed, kind of where I was at the beginning of this is just, wh- wh- how do we make sense of it all? What, what do we do with all this? How do we reconcile the fact that we want to feel good in life, but to do so we have to feel bad? How do we make sense of a world where some of those basic tenets seem to be unreliable to us? Because right, most of us agree that pain is a necessary, sometimes actually beautiful part of life. But how often do we question what kind of world it is then that we live in where something that at a very base primal level seems bad for us, but it's actually a source of beauty? Those types of questions, which I get it, they sound very abstract, very kind of meta-philosophical, because they are. Um, But it was really fun and interesting for me to kind of go through that with Sophia and just kind of be two people who think life is super interesting and and have had all different experiences and are just trying to make some sense of it all and that's kind of what we did in this conversation so big thanks to Sophia for for doing it for kind of giving her perspective on trauma and how she thinks about it uh, in her life um, and having just a really open genuine conversation so with that let's get to the combo with Sophia All right, Sophia, thanks so much for being on. Super psyched to talk to you today and to get into it. Uh, so I will. So I'll jump to the first question. What's the value that's most important to you?
1: Um, the value for me, the most important is uh, getting through trauma and allowing growth. I think that's the most, I think uh, we always going to get through trauma. We always been through trauma and... Uh, the only way uh, to fix it or to deal with it is to allowing growth after you deal with it so I think it's a very complicated process yeah, think,
0: yeah yeah so I like that I like that a lot let me hit it from one side first is there an assumption in that that and it, and I think I might subscribe to this that like the end of the day life is suffering it's not only suffering but suffering is part of life trauma is part of life so the most important thing we can do is to accept that, acknowledge it and figure out how to live with that and work through it. Is that kind of the, the premise?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, um, some people think that traumas are have to be a big thing or they have to be, um, you know, kind of, uh, childhood placed, or, uh, sometimes it's just teenage time or an adult life, you know, um, I've met someone that said to me once that their biggest trauma was because, uh, when he was 10, the girl he liked never loved him back. Mm-hmm. And he was stuck with that for the rest of his life. And he was about in his twenties and he was drinking and getting mad because of that heartbreak, which is, mm-hmm. he found it ridiculous, um, but it wasn't because it uh, affected him badly. So uh, you have that and you have the intense trauma, but, um, but yeah, it's about dealing with it and be able to grasp that and, um analyzing it and not analyzing just the trauma you got but the trauma you caused as well mm. because mm. you often have an automatic answer when you're going through that trauma and um I think that's the hardest bit sometimes in trauma is to face your old self or if you realize you haven't changed since that trauma that you caused or someone caused on you that you have to face that and you have to face that person. It doesn't define you as the person you are now or the person you were, you're going to be in the future. But it was the person you were then and the person that responded to the trauma in that way. And I think that's um, one of the hardest things to face in the trauma is your mm. response to it. Mm. Super yeah. interesting.
0: So there's a couple aspects of this to, to to delve into, right? So firstly, as you were saying, some of that, I couldn't help but think, and I, and I think this holds like this parallel, pain, trauma, suffering, I've thought about that recently, that like pain, literally physical pain, it's really like a relative thing, right? I think we try and put an objective sense on it, where like, if you cut your hand, versus I broke my hand, my pain, the literal, whatever you want to call it, like the discomfort, the suffering I feel is worse than yours. And I think there's logic behind that. But in reality, it really is relative, like if for whatever reason, like my mindset, the way I've grown, whatever it is, if that or I forget where I went with it, but if you're cut hand, maybe maybe you actually do feel a sensation that makes your discomfort at a higher level than mine is with a broken hand. And yeah. I think it's the same as you're saying with trauma, like, yeah, the girl when you were 10 years old doesn't love you. Somebody could look and be like, that's so silly. Like there's people with cancer, there's people starving, There's people with yeah. all sorts of things. But it really is a relative thing. It doesn't matter. That objective scale doesn't matter. It's to the individual. And I think it sounds like you say like, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. And and by trying to make it objective, we do a disservice because it makes it harder to get to what it actually so is for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Completely agree. But I think, yeah, you were um at the beginning, you were saying about suffering. I think it's uh, inevitable. Is not inevitable? Mm-hmm. Is that the right mm-hmm. way of saying it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, you can't not, not face suffering in a certain way. So um life is painfully beautiful. So you have to, transform it into a beautiful, um, time. I've had a few friends that they're really good with dealing with the good situations and the lower situations, the bad situations, the sad times, or the loneliness becomes, consumes them in a way that is just, and I keep saying to some of my friends, you know, it's those times where you need to grasp life the most, so you need to make something happy of it. This is what it's called, like nostalgia, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's nostalgia and uh, lonesome, um, because you you get used to it and you get you get something good out of it. You know, um, I think partially, I think being sad is uh, where you learn the most. When you when you're too happy, uh, when you constantly there's a lot of smiles around you, very happy, you have the need for some sadness, and sometimes. Mm-hmm you don't understand why don't you have the sadness, but, you, but you, so people don't even understand in their own brains that, um, that they, they don't, they can't cause it. Maybe there is sadness in those laughters and we, people don't know, you know? So yeah, I'm going yeah. off topic here.
0: No, no, no. It's very much on topic. And it, it makes me wonder like, so philosophically maybe what's the view on how to handle trauma? It sounds like what you're saying is, cause some people think it's about, um, not letting things affect you too much, right? Not like a, maybe a Buddhist mentality or whatever you want to call it, where it's like, never allow yourself to get that upset because nothing in life, like this perspective that nothing in life is that bad. It's all kind of even keel, don't worry about it. And I'm not saying one way is right or wrong. It sounds like maybe what you're saying is more like, no, 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 lean into it. Like you should feel sad, like yes. embrace that, feel that pain, feel that suffering. Don't let yeah. it be the whole story, but let it be what it is and then move from there. Is that, is that right?
1: I agree, yes. Uh, it's more, to me, I I worked through trauma, um, I had a, had a mental health uh, problem a few years ago, and the only way I could progress to this, to the person I am today, intact mental health, intact personality, was I had to regress to memories that I was refusing to acknowledge them, and I was moving forward in life, but I was constantly stuck when it came to situations because you're bound to face the same situation that traumatized you mm-hmm. later on in life mm-hmm. or multiple times. You're about to get people telling you stories that, that you, hey, f- you know, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I faced this, I don't wanna hear it. And you, you do see people that constantly say, I don't wanna hear this, this is not my problem. Because like half, half of the time, these people already passed by this, but they don't want to acknowledge it. Mm. And what helped me was that was regressing alone. Uh, it is a lonely journey and it's not for everybody. You need to be ready for change in your body, in your soul, in your mind. But it is regressing to those memories and making peace with yourself, making peace with the person that hurt you or that the moment that hurt you, making peace with that so you can move on i think uh people live with a lot of anger and and resentment and you know guilt and this and it's just you know it was in the past you know yeah. just move on um, but you need to deal with it you can't just move on like you said first you know there is that stigma that don't let things affect you too much but before you get there's a whole other like loads of steps for you to get to that stage that you don't let things take you yeah. um and that contains facing you, facing yourself.
0: Yeah, there's like, it's it's about the truth at the end of the day, right? It's about getting to the truth of what For it sure. is that's hurting you, how you're reacting to it, why it's bothering you. And I think you're hitting it so right in that, and myself included, I'm sure all of us, Sometimes we don't want to know the truth. Like we we, we need to, yes, to your point, yeah. we have to get to it. But it's such a painful, scary, dark journey to get to that truth that we think I'm better off not opening that door. I'm better yeah. off not seeing what's there because I'm afraid of it. But I, I think I agree with what you're saying is that like, it's the only way you have to look at it. You have to face it. You have to work through it because otherwise it's always going to be there
1: is healing yes is yeah. part of healing okay okay there's people that are really into spirituality i am not i'm not really i'm quite a normal kind of person but um my healing is actually thinking quite rationally about the memory so i think about the memory and i think back sometimes i talk to my friends and i go friends the past on across that moment or my mom or my dad or people if you don't have a mom if you don't have a dad talk to a friend that you know that will listen and just spit it out just mm-hmm. go oh then that day this happened this blah 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 blah. and you have to um this is what people you know make big things and people actually make money out of healing people but you know it's it's within you it's within you uh, to do that you know it's just tell the story to yourself tell the story to somebody get someone thinking with you i think it's it helped me a lot i had a few good friends in life that were thinking with me mm-hmm. while i was like because while you're doing that process you're actually putting yourself down half of the time yeah because <laughs> you're like you're like oh no yeah i've done this and then you have the phase of victim mode <laughs> mm-hmm. that you see that's a very addictive phase which is like oh yes i'm or i'm a bad person or or people treat me bad all my life and all this, but you have two choices or you stay there and a victim or you just like, you know, turn around and turn the page, like, you know, like you don't want to be suffering with something that's not present anymore.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I agree with you on the, that logical approach to it. That's how I, I've probably become through doing this show and a little bit of it, a little bit more spiritual. And by that, I just mean like, Accepting the idea that there's things out there I can't fully understand, and the way that we think, like there's influences we may never grasp. But I I agree with you that like for me it's very much a rational, logical, pragmatic journey of saying, all right, what's the problem? Why is it an issue? And working through it. What's interesting though, and you brought it up in it, the thing I run into often is trusting our own minds, because because inherent in that process, and and you touched on it a little bit by bringing in other people, I think that's a huge part of it. But as you do work through that in your own mind you have to trust that what your mind is giving you is accurate. And for the reasons we said before, sometimes there's shame. Sometimes there's a victim aspect to it. Sometimes there's guilt, all these different things that our mind's trying to protect us from. How do we be sure that like the conclusions we're coming to, as we're trying to get clarity on what the truth actually is, that we're being honest with ourselves. Cause it's so easy yeah. to lie to ourselves.
1: Yes. Uh, I think it's what I said is uh, going through some getting two heads thinking with it. You know, some some sometimes I've I've I, I did face uh, situations where I had no one. So and the people I've had around me would try to replace memories, which is um, you know, I was really sure about this memory. And people just come in and say, no, 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 this happened instead of what you what you were thinking. And that's what got me a uh, mental health disorder. And it's more common than you think, because if someone did something to you that they don't want to assume, and you regressing to that memory, that person's not going to agree with it. If they don't want to go on that journey with you, if they don't want to go into the healing process or acknowledging what they've done. So yeah, be careful who you, who you thinking with mm. always, but yes, you have to make sure that the person you are thinking with is someone that gets happy when you're, when you're happy, gets happy when you accomplish something. It's very important. And um, once you get that, once you find that, you, that's the person you need to think with. You need to think with that person that wants the best for you, that mm-hmm. gets happy with you. And then you, you, it's. I think it's what helped me. As long as I have someone that constantly thinks with me, and it's like, oh, maybe overthinking this. You know, that's that. That's fine. Um, move on. Or you know, some some people are lucky to have parents. Other people don't. So you know, um, parents sometimes help but the parents are not you know family sometimes Sometimes they make it worse you know they make it worse sometimes (laughs) most of the times they're the reason of our traumas Uh so (laughs) so it's uh you know you just need to carry on I think and uh, also um pain is very common it's very common and it is it does hurt like life hurts like hell like and I think this is um why I slightly walked away from spirituality because of it because even spirituality hurts because you're constantly consuming from others their emotions their pain and it's i know spirituality exists i know i know that there's a higher force but um or you strong to walk into spirituality and you can take other people's energies or um if you're not strong to take other people's energies you end up you know, um, hurts all the time and, and sad. So,
0: yeah, just, I know. <laughs> is, is the goal, is the goal to not feel pain anymore? Would that be the ideal to get to a place where like you're able and maybe not feel pain anymore? Cause I think there's always going to be pain and suffering, but is it to minimize it as much as possible? Um, because we, we can get to a place where we understand it's part of life and we can deal with it and process it quickly enough that we, work through it and move on? Like, is that kind of the end state you're trying to get to?
1: Uh, no, no. Uh, that's very interesting. Thank you for asking that. Cause no, I, I feel like I thrive better in pain. So some people do a lot of like uh, drama. There's a lot of people that do a lot of drama to get that pain because pain is addictive. I think you learn a lot in pain. So no, the, the, the goal is not to squash pain. It's to be able to smile while you're facing it. It's be able to, while you're in that pain, you're like, hey, what am I learning with this? Well, where is this going to take me? Or is, that still or pain, is this-
0: it, may, it might be like a philosophical question, but back to that pain is relative. If you're able to smile through it, and I know you're using that just as like an example, but like if you're able to take positive and see positive in it, by definition, does it no longer become pain?
1: It is pain, but it is, it becomes spiritual. Hmm. So when, when someone I've had a heartbreak a few years ago and I felt physical pain, so I had to walk away from this relationship and it, I decided that that was what I needed to do, but I had physical pain. So I had pain at the front and at the back, it felt like a stab for a week. It, it literally was physical the thing is, over the, me working through it on my own, it now became something that it became energy. So you yeah. go into uh, when someone was someone is going through the same situation, which I actually faced a few months after someone going to the same through the same situation I was, and I was feeling it because I was working through it. I didn't receive it as pain. I don't. I didn't remember it as pain as that physical pain. I remember it as energy. That yes, it was not negative anymore, but it was it still was still hurts. You always gonna hurt. Your trauma is always gonna hurt, but it didn't hurt that physical. So maybe yeah, mm. um, it minimizes it. It teaches you how to deal with the the stab, the 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 punch of the pain, because that's I think that's what causes the trauma. I think I I believe that that's what exactly what causes the trauma because you just like don't know what to do anymore mm. as soon as you get the punch.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know how to, cause I, I so I, I, this is so timely and relevant for me. A, a couple months ago, um, I hurt my shoulder really badly, like maybe one of the worst injuries I've had. And I found myself thinking about pain a lot in a very literal way. And I was trying to observe it and think about like, it's, it's so unnatural for the body. That was a sensation I kept feeling like all my body, my mind wanted to do was to relieve that pain because it's not it's such an unnatural state for us to be. And the only thing I could think about was make that pain go away. And maybe that's in like a very pure form. And I, I don't have a conclusion here. I'm trying to think back to how you're explaining it in that last answer. Like if you connect that to more psychological pain or emotional pain, is it the same thing? Is there a sense of it where it's unnatural for us? We don't want it and we we just want to get rid of it. And I hear what you're saying. You're saying like, no, 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 swim in it a little bit, process it, take what you can from it but I'm trying to bring that back to the physical pain. Like with that shoulder injury, was there anything to take from that? Or is that like in its purest form maybe of pain, physical pain like that, is there anything to be taken from that? Or is that just, no, heal it, fix it as soon as we can. Because that seems what our bodies want to do. They want to just yeah. alleviate that pain and get rid of it and get back to a steady state. So I know that's mm-hmm. kind of a big jumble there, but does any of that connect to it? No, you're
1: yeah, so you think you think that it's a natural to do you think there's a possibility that that could be it's a natural to process pain? Or do you think we were naturally programmed to just get rid of it and not think about it? So, yeah, I'm asking I, you I this.
0: I think, no, it's a good question. I'm glad you're clarifying because it's helping me clarify. I think p- perhaps at our base form, and maybe it's primal from when we were cavemen or whatever, that pain is something that our body processes as it happens for sure. We know it's going to Like gonna a virus. Happen like a like, virus, like whatever. But the main out, objective yeah. is to get rid of it. Like get rid of it. We don't want that pain and discomfort. And as we've developed consciousness and now there's emotional and psychological pain, our yes. immediate yeah. reaction is to treat it like pain we did when we were cavemen. Get rid of it, fix it, make it go away. But what you're saying is like, as part of that evolution, we need to handle that pain different. We can't treat it like we would a physical pain that we just yeah. want to alleviate. We need to handle it with like more nuance because it is more nuanced. It is more complex of how it plays out. Again, yeah, I'll because kind of just, it affects no, yeah.
1: because physical pain is localized so affects it does affect certain things that you have to do on a day to basis. It depends on the injury but emotional pain uh, trauma affects you um, for actions for years. It, mm. it changes your personality it changes the way you act to things it changes you it changes your habits it changes the way you eat it changes the way you take on life. So that that's the reason of so much trauma is the reason not dealing with trauma properly or not being acknowledged and grow from it. It's so essential to grow from the trauma that it's not dealt with. So one thing is you deal with the trauma and then you just talk about it. You just talk about it. Just talk about. It. Okay, what's there's a reason. If people are into spirituality, there's a reason that you can find that why you've gone through that trauma. It made you stronger. Um, like you know, some songs say, this doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So it is the same as, you know, as a physical pain, you know. You have to train a lot to be to be uh to run a marathon, you know. And I remember a friend of mine, she's she runs, she runs the marathon here. And she, she was going for training all the time. And I was just like, how, how can you do it? Like, how can you keep going? And she says, my, your body naturally will find you the pace. And that's where you've got to find, you've got to find your pace. Mm. And some people will think you think they're going to win, or it's not about the winning in a marathon. It's about your journey in a marathon and keep your body, you know, healthy until then It's the, the journey to that goal to do it. And I think, you know, there is also lack of goals. If you have lack of goals, you don't have the motivation to change or to mm-hmm. treat your trauma or mm-hmm. to treat your pain. You know, if, even physically, you know, you if you have an injury, you have an excuse to stay at home. <laughs> like, you know, we don't have an excuse. You have a perfect excuse to stay at home and not go, go to work and face people. So most people have anxiety now, social anxiety, mm-hmm. stress. So they rather just stay home. And as we see... We have uh, stressful, we have uh, mental health disorders that allows you to stay home now and physical uh, problems that allows you to stay home for a few days because you had an injury. So they're very much related. It's very much what you said, I think. Uh, it kind of makes sense, but I don't think it's a natural. I think we humans, we need training all the time. We needed training to hunt. We needed training to fish. We needed training to cut an animal and make coats. We need training. And once you train your brain, you you get what, what you want from your brain mm. and from your body as well. So mm. I think, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. No, it does. Because it, it ties to it where it's like, it's, as you said, stay home, You know, stay away from people if you have anxiety. The inclination is that thing causes me pain or discomfort. So bad. I stay away from that. And it's, it's, it's cliched, but the idea of like, well, exactly as you're saying, like, that's how you grow. You have to lean into that because if you just stay in your comfort zone all the time, you may be comfortable in the very immediate short-term, but you're not growing. I guess it's, it's interesting. Like, what does it say about humans then? Like, because the things we're saying here, I think a lot of people would hear and be like, yeah, that makes sense. I should, I should do that. Yeah. But we don't. And I know the very simple, like first level answer as to why we don't is because it's hard and it's painful yeah, but we should know better. right. And I don't say that in a judgmental way. I say it to myself as much as anybody, we we do know better. Why can't why is it still so hard for us?
1: I think we're creatures of habits. Mm-hmm. And I think this example, um because it's one of the one of the memories of someone I will never forget because um, this person, me and this person, were in this very hard situation, and I'm going to get out of this place. you know, i I can see it. I faced it. I'm not gonna carry on. And this person, and I said, let's go, I'll, I'll help you, let's go. And this person turned to me and said, but I know this problem. I know this problem. I know this, it, it's comfort for this person. Yeah. What, whatever comes after, I don't know. So I will feel in danger. I don't know how to deal with it. I will have to start again, resolving certain problem. So that the, the, the situation was miserable, was horrible in my opinion, it's horrible psychologically, not physically, but at the same time, it's just like, just get out of the situation, let's go. And that person, because she knew the problem, she, (laughs) because she knew the problem, and they, they knew that if they stayed in there, they knew how to deal with it before, so they're gonna deal with it again, they stayed. And I remember thinking, like, the amount of people that I questioned before this person, why are they deciding to stay why they don't want to resolve this problem is definitely causing them trauma definitely not stopping them from moving around but it is what it is we are creatures of habit and and we like to stay in when what makes us comfortable and anything else sorry
0: i I think it's super interesting because like if you apply the logic as you said before and i I tend to think of things like mathematically figuratively like so what we're saying in that situation is the 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 volume or whatever the the amount of pain that comes from being in that situation is less than the amount of pain discomfort whatever that's caused by the fear of the unknown of what the next thing yes. might be is that kind of logically yes
1: yes the fear dear, fear the fear is the biggest thing as well fear causes more pain
0: maybe than and anything else
1: i've had i've had even in happy situations where people come to me and says and say I can't get into relationships because I'm scared of getting hurt and this person would love this, this woman or this man, and they want to go forward for this situation. They won't go because they're scared. The fear is taking over and compacting them in this box that they feel comfortable and anything else is anxiety. Anything else is stress. Anything else will cause them problems that it is part of, society is part of nature we are um we're consciousness uh that we our our conscience our brain is set to resolve problems right no matter if you're high intelligence or not intelligent you you always have a skill within you that you will resolve a problem and i think human evolution has come into uh, a stuck button where people are more focused on themselves and their box Mm. and not progressing with themselves and the ones they are they are and it's great to see sometimes people progressing and getting and trying to get into the world and give back and try to uh, think of the next generations but most people don't most people are very selfish as well so yeah and I think
0: it it goes back to the point of getting to the truth we were talking about before I think yeah for so many people everything Mm. you're articulating They could see it in other people, but they very rarely, myself again included, it's hard to see it in ourselves. And it's, it's the benefit of taking that logical approach of trying to work through it piece by piece. Cause I often think of it like you're almost playing like a game of chess with your own mind, where like your own mind is trying to suppress things, protect you from things, keep you safe, but in a very short-sighted way. And for you to even recognize that you may be causing yourself more pain by staying in this box that's comfortable then the pain you might have you know, venturing out. That's not something that we realize or acknowledge. And it's only by working through it very logically that you force yourself to face that there's a truth to that. And that the way that you're mm-hmm. acting might be selfish or it might be hurting you in some way. Um, and it's like that consciousness that we have it it gives us the opportunity to do that but only if we're like it it doesn't come naturally it's not an, it's not a, it's not, we're no. not it's not a given it's not something that we're promised we have to do the work to use that to figure out what the truth is for us and if we don't we often find ourselves in the situations that you're articulating
1: exactly and it all it's all a snowball as well so it's like i feel like i sorry i feel like i had a a childhood and a life that uh, allowed me to be able to know what it's like to be alone. I had quite traumatic childhood and I thrived on my own. I knew a lot of stuff very young. So it comes to life experiences as well, but I've met people that haven't faced what I faced and they're very awake and very switched on because they put themselves into situations that they knew, hey, this is probably not gonna work out, but I wanna find out what it's on the other side of the door obviously and this is excludes sometimes uh situations where endanger endangers you and endangers your health i'm talking about situations like a job that you always wanted or a casting or something that you always wanted to do you want to talk to people you want to there's a girl at work or or a guy at work you always wanted to come up to the desk and say hi and you know we pass this four or five years and you don't go because your life always told you that you're nothing and you're never gonna get along with a popular guy. You, you got a trauma at school that popular guy would never look at you. So now you're 40 years old and you're at office yeah. and you still feel like that person because you didn't work that trauma out. Yeah. You didn't work that trauma out. So yeah. now you're forty year, 10 years in a job and you don't go to the guy because you know you feel like, or you don't go to the girl because you feel, no, this is what I am. Because yeah. if this happens 40 years ago, well, yeah. you know, in this case, Whatever logically, it, yeah. it'd be 20 years ago. You know, so it's it's a cycle. So I think that's the the key, and uh, the most biggest value for for me is definitely that is you work through your trauma and grow from it. If you grow from it, you accomplish something. People think I think as well. People underestimate accomplishment and success. They think, "Oh, money." They automatically assume it's money, or they assume is a, a high job or something significant uh, to everyone in society. But it, it just might be just significant to you. You might just want to read books. And and there's jobs. Probably there's jobs now that you got to read books, and, and you all you do is just read books there's maybe you're what you want to do is you know there's you want to sleep all day <laughs> you know you want to try mattresses and there's an actual job for that <laughs> you know but you don't do it because you think it's silly or you know you don't think you're going to get the job just go for it you know that's yeah. that's what you want to do that's what you want to do it's success because you wanted it and you went for it and you got it yeah. so yeah
0: It's the same relative concept we talked about with pain, success, happiness, joy, whatever you want to call it, that sense of goodness is relative as well to each of us of what makes us feel that. And there's something so, I don't even know, there's like, it's interesting, it's a dichotomy, because what you're saying, to some extent is like, figure out what makes you happy is a tough word because people get triggered by happy. They feel like happiness is a bad thing sometimes, but I'm saying it in a very like generic sense, like pleasure and not in a hedonistic sense, but whatever makes us feel good, exactly as you're (laughs) articulating. Yeah. Almost naturally by definition, that's what we want. We want to feel good. That's like, of course, why wouldn't we? Yeah. But at the same time, as you've talked about throughout this conversation, pain and suffering is a part of that. And that's such a weird thing, I think, for us to dissect and pull apart of like, we know we want to feel good, But we also know pain and suffering is part of it so figuring out how to make sense of that and balance it i think is very much at the crux of what you're figuring out and the value that you're explaining right
1: yeah i think like you were saying about pain uh before i think the the fact that you people are constantly measuring with each other um it's like when you're going through the process of uh healing yourself you know going through trauma there's always gonna be someone, there's always gonna be challenges and it's a hard thing to, to go through. Um, there's always gonna be someone that, you know, is gonna to affiliate to you and be like, oh, I'm going through that. And their trauma is bigger or it yeah. seems bigger yeah. than you. Like, you know, like I give this comparison because I found it wonderful that that's, this guy was traumatized <laughs> because when he was 10, he, mm-hmm. the girl he liked never liked him back. You know, if the fact that he acknowledged that, that that was the trauma and he moved on and grew from it. From it you know, it's a huge thing. But um, imagine you have that trauma and someone's walking in and say, oh, you know, uh, my parents died when I was five. And when I was 5, 15, whatever. And I could never progress from that. And you're going to measure it. You're going to be mm-hmm. like, oh, this mm-hmm. is an actual person that died, you know, in the death. And, you know, and you're going to measure it. And sometimes you're going to regress back to the person you were. It's a long process for some people. You're going to progress back to the person because you're going to be like, oh, okay, so my one's silly, isn't it? Yeah. You won't say it and sometimes you keep it inside as well. And sometimes it might be that you say it out loud just like, oh, I feel silly right now because my trauma is just so small. And that person hopefully is a good person, like awake wake person would be like, it's not about that at all. Yeah. It's always about your individual experience. So um, pain is is essential. <laughs> pain is even essential to go through this, to actually acknowledge it you know so um pain is part of trauma and part of the healing
0: how do you make sense of it i know you said you're not particularly spiritual now is it that you think life is random and part of that randomness is pain is part of the equation therefore just logically we need to be able to deal with it and grow (laughs) or do you think there is a deeper meaning behind any of it
1: there is a deeper meaning what i'm saying i'm not into spirituality because I know I have a natural sense of wanting to understand humans, understand people. So I would get sucked in into their problems. So mm. I retired, retired. <laughs> <laughs> I retired from spirituality because of it. But of course, there's a deeper meaning. And there is, you know, for a reason, sometimes people say they have deja vu, you know, because you've been people say yeah, you've been in that situation before. No, you haven't you were supposed to face what you faced then what you've done to be in that shoes right now because you saw yourself years ago and this is how you get yourself back on track you know um no it it, there is life is not that random (laughs) there is some random stuff and that's what makes you laugh i think that's what makes you laugh what is
0: to, to wherever you want to take it if it's not random, what is it? What is behind it? As best we know, right? We're all guessing. I think maybe, maybe, you know, but like, what is, is it, is there a God? Is there a God that's orchestrating the whole thing? Like, what is the meaning behind it for you?
1: We don't know if there's a God because he hasn't showed up. So.
0: I'd agree with that. Yeah. He
1: hasn't showed up. Um, we still, uh, we have a few friends that say that Jesus was, was a drunk. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of unreliable source. Um, (laughs) So still, it seemed like he was, uh, he was an awakened person in a, in a world full of closed minds. So he was king because of it. You know, mm-hmm. he was not king mm-hmm. his crown, but he was king of the people. Um, so it, it's a respectful thing by those times. But I don't think I think universe is powerful. I think the universe. Um, I think energies, the planets, the moon. And um, there's a lot of energies, you know, I believe the butterfly effect is an actual thing. You know, there is ramifications of your actions when you when you, for example, you having an, an argument uh, or you having a conversation, a nice conversation, you're giving someone advice in a pub or you're giving someone advice in a supermarket. There's going to be the chance of like 10, 10 people that will catch some information of those of, in, their, in their ears, mm-hmm. in their brain that is a ramification sometimes you're in you're in a field and you ripple the water you know you're affecting wildlife underneath you're affecting the sky you're affecting this you're affecting that and i think there is not much much done about this there's not much studies about this ramifications of natural and rational (laughs) my opinion but of human Real interaction. So if you're if you're in a supermarket and you're listening to this, you might bug you if you're close to the conversation. But maybe you just listen to the word and you're gonna use that word f- further along because your brain liked that word and you're gonna use that word further along in the conversation. And you don't remember you don't remember any conversation they gone through. And sometimes you actually listen to the full conversation and it could actually change your life. You could actually that could have been an advice for the person that you're giving the advice but that person is not listening to it. That person is not listening to it, but someone on the other aisle is listening to it, stopped while you're giving this advice or while you're talking. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if you got lost in my thoughts. No, I didn't get lost
0: at all. It makes me, one, it makes me think of a question. I don't know that I thought of before of like, can can there be meaning, but not meaning at the same time? And, and And maybe that's like, cause like to your point, it doesn't seem like there's a God or anybody as far as you and I could tell, at least that's our view. We could be wrong that's deliberately orchestrating this and like making this happen so that you and I are having this conversation and like preordaining events. But at the same time, events still have meaning because they impact our lives and what we take from it. So like the universe could be random, but within that randomness, we've created meaning, is that?
1: Yes, we created energies. If you walked into a room, right? Yes, the energies exist. You know, you've been in this shoes before, everyone did. Everyone's been in those shoes where you walk into a room or you are the elephant or you walk into a room and you identify the elephant in a room, but the person that changes the vibe changes the energy because we, we are constantly meeting, you know, feelings, conversation, we're meeting feelings, we're meeting energy. Our bodies are warm, you know, you see those cameras there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none
0: of it, none of it ties to a bigger, like, you're right, that does happen as far as we can tell. If somebody walks into a room, the energy changes, it impacts us in a certain way. But if you follow that thread all the end, there's no, that doesn't lead to anything meaningful. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm, yeah. that's playing towards something that we're trying to get to a certain, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe but it'll, the it'll,
1: meaningful it'll, of this is earth, isn't it? That's the meaningful of it. Why? Is you, is you um, maintaining it for other generations. It's maintaining it for uh, the world to carry on you know this is what our ancestors done this is what we supposed to be doing and I think we think I don't I don't don't get me wrong I don't believe that there's nothing more higher I believe there has to be something that we don't know I don't believe it's it's a god I don't believe it's an actual person right right you know sitting on a throne bossing yeah, bossing yeah. around I believe you know I believe <laughs> My dad told me this when I was really young. He believed in parallel universes, mm-hmm. and I used to, we used to laugh and call him ridiculous, you know. And I think now my son fucking me insane right now. <laughs> Sorry for swearing, but I believe that we sometimes we we put our feet in there and we get crazy, you know. I think most people in in mental health institutions, some of them have have their feet in that side and they don't right. know because we don't study that. We are. We got too busy thinking there's a man sitting in his room,
0: yeah, yeah. but but to the point before and I asked this, I hope you understand completely genuinely, I'm not implying it's yes. not why why What's why do point? we need to protect the earth? Why do we need to continue it for future generations at a very like macro like why? why do why do you why do you believe that has to be true?
1: Because for the beauty of it, it sounds very vain and very superficial. It's Earth is beautiful. We have animals. We have we have our children. I have a child, um, and I think maybe that's why I think in this way. But you know, you want you want to maintain this beauty, you know, and the beauty is humans, is uh, animals, is the sea, is stuff that's been here for thousands of years, and I think we should just get attached to that, and the peace comes. Mm
0: weird because you could envision a world particularly today where all the things aside from the human part of it but the beauty of nature of earth of animals would be better off if we weren't here because we're (laughs) actually detracting from that so there's a weird logic in that where you could see even if you do believe that that is the purpose that is the meaning we're doing from amazon so
1: yeah 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 (laughs) right right exactly
0: exactly i'm being hypocritical then (laughs) i know me too um well let me ask you this as we're coming towards the end Sophia. like all right so so the the whole conversation the the pain obviously as we talked about but the beauty and the meaning of life how do you reconcile that and again wherever you want to take it you mentioned you have trauma in your life when you were a kid you had some traumatic experiences some pretty severe trauma it sounds like how do you make sense of that in terms of that meaning like why is that fair that you had to go through that or maybe that's the wrong question fair isn't the way we should think about it but do you ever question that of like, well, why the hell did that happen then? Like, why the fuck did I have to go through that versus somebody else did or didn't? Like, how do you process that in your own mind and work through
1: it? I, um, it only got clear in my case. Um, it only got clear when I'm a law student. So I always like to argue and I always like to advocate for people. I couldn't stand seeing people in situations where other people... Put them in those shoes, or government put them in those shoes, or someone else put in those shoes, and I would like—I would always like to be, you know, the the lawyer. <laughs> I was called a lawyer when I was in primary school all the time. So um, here's the lawyer talking. I was—I def- would defend the student sometimes. I would defend the teacher. It depends who was right in my view, and and I got lost over the years because, like you said, it is true. I had severe trauma. And I got lost. And then, well, when I worked through the trauma, I thought, okay, so what do I do now? Yeah. I go to work, I work, okay. And I was working and I felt empty. I was just like, so I got over the trauma for what? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I got all, you need to find the, the meaning of it. I was just like, I got through all of this for what? What do I do now? And then, you know, I was just like, you know, I didn't want to, didn't want to work in that job. And I got into studying again. And I was striving it, I was flying through it and I was just like, oh my god, this is what I was supposed to do the whole time and uh, yeah um, it's risking it and trying to find yourself after trying to find the reason why and now now studying law my life experience is so vast with such a young age and that I can get in the level of when someone's experiencing things or when we have a case when we have Um, a specific law that that there's there's a lot of philosophy related to law and there's a philosophical question how do we solve this i have a lot more examples a lot more perspective and a lot more the positive side after the trauma so i won't reveal toxic um answers i won't. i don't have anything that will work um I have a hidden agenda. I think mm. that's that's what it transpires. There's no hidden agenda. I'm literally doing something I'm good at and i I love. So, um, yeah, then I just I found that that was the reason why I was just looking back again. then I regressed back. I do quite often and mm. regress back and talk to my mom and you and you start realizing that, oh, this is why because I faced this and mm. and then you start getting happy because you're like, hey it was it was bad (laughs) shit i survived it but you know i'm using it for to apply to the world to earth to my kids future to whatever future you want to help or if you don't have someone that you can help you will find someone that will need help you know so yeah i think i don't know yeah it's almost like you're (laughs)
0: applying the same macro framework of for life that like, yeah, the universe, there's a lot of crazy stuff. We can't understand that it. it's random, but what else are we going to do, but find meaning in it and, and purpose and, and take action and move forward. You're applying yeah. that same thing for yourself. Like, yeah, there's trauma, there's pain. We don't know why. I don't know where it happened. It obviously wasn't enjoyable, but what else can I do, but find some grow from it and find some meaning and, and yes. move forward and get to a better place. It's like a really pragmatic slash optimistic approach to life too happy is
1: what i thought yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) but it's logical right there's a deep logic in it too which i think is super interesting it's not it's not like you hear the term toxic positivity or just like you're not forcing it you're not saying like i need to be better you're saying i want to be better and i'm going to figure out how because that's the only thing that makes sense
1: but the tears don't, don't stop, you know, tears right. don't stop. Music is essential for me. Um, I was a singer as well for, for a while. And um, I gave up that path because I just didn't want it. Sometimes the dreams you want, it's dreams are killers as well, because sometimes you have a dream since young and then you go f- face it and you're like, it's not only really what I want. And then you've been fighting for this for years and then everything just gets ruined, you know? And I was, I was saying this a few days ago to a friend it's, learning how to fall that's mm-hmm. the the biggest biggest tip i can give to people is learn how to fall if like my friend even uh laughed and said because you seem like those people if you see you're gonna fall you're gonna you fall first <laughs> and i just give a little roly-poly and i'm like yeah it's time to fall and she's like <laughs> but it is you know you, it's a
0: superpower it's a yeah superpower you, if you, can you become
1: that. you become you become like that you just you don't mind you see that you're gonna fall. You're like, Oh, I'm gonna learn something, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because then if you have if life is too happy and you have all of this, you know, static life and all this, you just get bored and you get depressed because your life is happy, you know? Mm. Mm. And then you see a possibility of falling, and you just can't help you help <laughs> yourself, you're like, Yes, let's go, you know. so for vibe, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it but- is super, super interesting. Well, Spear, like. I- I, I I say this, all. The time. I never know where these conversations are going to go, but this is why I love having them. Because as I said in the beginning in the pre-show, when you and I spoke, like people are so interesting in the different perspectives and experiences and traumas and growth and regressions. It, it's, it's that beauty you spoke about in life. That's what makes life beautiful to me. And it is. to be able to have this conversation. And I just think people like you who are like deeply thoughtful about it, open, thoughtful, logical, you put all that stuff together and there's so much to be learned and gleaned from it. So I appreciate you a ton for just being on and just being the open, you know, thoughtful person that you are.
1: Thank you for having me. I absolutely loved your podcast as well. uh, It's my first interview, actually. I normally interview a lot of people, so I Uh, don't jump on people's podcasts. You should do more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I don't jump on anything. Uh, So I just felt like yours was very essential. I think uh, your podcast should uh, definitely be more out there. People should listen to it. I think it's... uh, incredible the people you have here as well talking about their
0: that. issue so so much i really do and and but you hit it it's about it's people it's people and it's 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 about just humans. the conversation yeah. that's it it's humans yeah well, i wish out. i
1: wish animals could talk but they can't
0: i do too i do too sometimes <laughs> they might be interesting but uh yeah. awesome i i appreciate it ton i hope you have an awesome night and, and rest of your day and uh, thank you again
1: thank you bye-bye